0: July 15th, 2018, 3.2 billion people around the globe tuned in to watch the World Cup final between France and Croatia. This is a stage reserved for the pantheon of football greatness. Your Pele's, your Zidans, your Maradona's. This is the ultimate prize. From the kid playing shoeless on the streets with makeshift goalposts, to the seasoned superstar making millions each week you would be hard-pressed to find any footballer who would say otherwise. Win and your accomplishments will be the stuff of legend. Your achievements paraded for decades or even centuries to come. Lose and your efforts will be for naught, quickly forgotten and mercilessly tossed into the cold annals of history. No one wants to be a runner-up at the World Cup final. And for the plucky Parisian teenager Kylian Mbappe, On the biggest night of his young life on July 15th, 2018, winning was what he came to do. Here's Mbappe! Oh my word! The first teenage World Cup final goal since Pele himself! Oh, and did I mention he's just 19 years old? Hello, 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 and you're tuning in to an episode of the Economical Rice Podcast. Back home in sunny Singapore, however, another footballing teenager was set to make the headlines, albeit for completely different reasons. 17-year-old Singaporean Benjamin James Davis had just signed a two-year professional contract with Fulham Football Club, a newly promoted team that will be competing in the 2018-19 season of the English Premier League. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the world of football, this was huge. The EPL is by far the most successful league in the world. In the 2017-18 season, the league generated a combined revenue of 5.4 billion euros. In contrast, the next highest earner, the German Bundesliga, made 3.35 billion, while the 5th place league, the French Liga where teenage superstar Kylian Mbappe plays his trade, made just 1.72 billion. This incredible earnings power means that there is a lot at stake for the 20 teams competing for the league title. For first place Manchester City last season, this amounted to a payout of roughly 149 million pounds, comprised of components such as domestic TV fees of 34 million, overseas TV fees of 40 million. And of course, the merit prize for winning first place of 38.6 million. In fact, the pie is so huge that even participation in the league itself promises a bumper payout. For West Bromwich Albion, the last place team of 2017-2018, they may have played the worst football, but they still came away with a cool 94 million pounds. Aside from the teams, however, it is undoubtable that the EPL is THE place to be for players as well. Not only do you get the chance to compete amongst the best players in the world to a global audience in the hundreds of millions, but you get paid handsomely too. The current top earner in the league, Alexis Sanchez of Manchester United, makes $16.4 million a year, or 315000 a week while his teammate Paul Pogba takes home 290,000 a week. In fact, according to a study published by Sporting Intelligence, an EPL player now makes on average £50,817 per week, or roughly 2.6 million in a year. And while it is true that these averages are skewed towards the higher earners, it still doesn't change the fact that earning your place in the league is still a tremendous achievement again, just to reiterate, for young 17-year-old Ben Davis, this was huge. But this is also where things get somewhat complicated. You see, as a Singaporean, Ben is due to serve two years of military conscription once he turns 18. This means that he'll be unable to fulfill his contract with Fulham, And chances are that the football club won't be waiting on him to finish his national duties. It is a story that relates to every starry-eyed teenage male in Singapore, that of individual advancement versus national duty. Of course, none of this is news to Ben and his family. Everyone knows and expects to be called up when their time is due, but what they were hoping for was a kind of compromise allow Ben to fulfill his contract with a top-flight football club, then return to complete his national service at a deferred date. By then, Ben should have a clear idea of where his future lies, and he'll be ready to serve with as much pride and gusto as any other Singaporean male. Seems reasonable, right? Not if you're the Ministry of Defence, and shortly after teenager Kylian Mbappe fulfilled his wildest dreams by winning the World Cup, Ben Davis's own pursuits came into jeopardy when MINDEF rejected his application for deferment. In their statement, they pointed out that Ben does not meet the criteria for deferment, and that as all male Singaporeans are subject to enlistment at the age of 18, it would quote not be fair to approve applications for deferment for individuals to pursue their own careers and development. They further added that deferments are only granted to those who represent Singapore in international competitions and are potential medal winners. In the last 15 years, only three have met this criteria. word of Mindev's decision broke out, many Singaporeans expressed their disapproval over social media and various blog sites. This was, after all, the first time that one of our own had ever made it to the English Premier League. Couldn't the ministry be more flexible? What kind of signal does this send to other aspiring athletes or musicians or talented individuals for that matter? This issue of flexibility would be seared under the netizen spotlight. For instance, There was a Facebook post by the online blog Five Stars and a Moon pointing out how Singapore today is vastly different from when the Enlistment Act was first introduced in 1970, and that the obligation to serve shouldn't be strictly mandated at 18, especially when opportunities such as those given to Ben are so rare and fleeting. Elsewhere, what was equally conspicuous were the calls for Ben to renounce his Singaporean citizenship. After all, chances like this come only once in a lifetime, and Ben should do whatever it takes to pursue it. If Mindev does not budge on the deferment issue, then renouncing his citizenship might just be the only option left. To this end, he even received support from Joseph Schooling, who advised him to quote, follow his dreams, follow his heart, and do what he needs to do. This was notable of course, due to the fact that schooling was one of the three only individuals ever to have their deferment applications approved when he represented and won gold for Singapore at the 2016 Rio Olympic Games. however, were supportive of Ben and his pursuits. And on the flip side of flexibility was the issue of fairness. This was championed by the likes of Bilahari Gaussikan, retired Singaporean diplomat and ambassador at large at Singapore's Ministry of Foreign Affairs. He pointed out in a Facebook post that Ben's opportunity was no different in principle to any other professional one such as studying or working abroad. As such, If Ben's case should be accepted for deferment, then why not others for an apprenticeship, internship, or some other similar opportunity? Further, Mindev added to their explanation that Ben had no intention of returning to complete his national service, and that quote, to allow deferment for this type of appeal would severely undermine the ethos and sacrifice of Singaporeans who have all put aside their personal interests to complete their NS duties. According to MINDEF, this claim was because Ben Davis' father, Harvey Davis, would not commit on a date to which his son would return to Singapore. In their view, this was an indication that the Davis family put professional interests over national interests, which they affirmed by noting how the Davis family quote "...have no intention of returning to fulfill their sons and his duties, especially if Mr. Davis is given a full professional contract after the two years of his senior contract." And after going through the arguments from both sides, I really don't see an easy way out of this. For Mindev, though you might think that they are being outdated and inflexible, you have to understand that their interests are always country first. Therefore, it makes no sense for them to approve the deferment, especially when there is no guarantee that Ben will actually return, and if your main goal is to serve the nation, why would you ever agree on a deal that allows an individual to gain at the country's expense? Let's not forget here that Ben is pursuing a completely individual goal. He isn't doing this for national interests whatsoever, and Singapore doesn't stand to gain any bit from Ben furthering his own career, well, directly at least. And on Ben Davis's side, it is undoubtable that he should pursue the contract. I mean, like I've said many times already, this is a a one-in-a-million opportunity, and he'd be crazy to sacrifice it just to complete his national service. I mean, this is the EPL we're talking about here. Hundreds of thousands of players around the world would give an arm and a leg just to be in his position. And this is even acknowledging how difficult the league is, and how much more he still has to work to be successful in it. The real issue here then, is how much Ben will be made to sacrifice in pursuit of his goal. This is as for all the talk of renunciation, few actually understand the full ramifications of it. Under the Enlistment Act, renunciation can only take place given the three following conditions, that the citizen is over the age of 21, that the citizen is of sound mind, and that the citizen is also or is about to become the citizen of another country. Further, under Article 1282b, the government is still able to withhold your renunciation if you have not fulfilled your obligation for national service. Given these circumstances, then, should Ben defy Mindef and pursue his career with Fulham, he will have breached the law and will be considered an actual fugitive to be potentially arrested should he ever return. This... Is the real tragedy of the Ben Davis story the inevitable result when individual ambition collides with collective interests? Understand that there won't be a happy ending here. This is not David overcoming Goliath, nor is it Greece winning the 2004 Euros. Rather, this is the age-old economic story of no free lunch, told in excruciating fashion. Should Ben stay for his NS duties? he can likely kiss goodbye to his footballing dreams. No playing in front of millions in the best league in the world, no lucrative contracts or five-figure weekly salaries. But should he leave to pursue the ultimate goal, he can likely never return to the country he grew up in. No more family strolls down East Coast Park, no more 3 a.m. McDonald's suppers with his best means. The most painful part, however, and yet also the most ironic is that if by some miracle Ben actually goes on to play and be successful in the Premier League, he will have done Singapore proud, but he will no longer be Singaporean. Thank you for tuning in to the Economical Rice Podcast. If you like what you hear, do help by sharing this episode or by subscribing on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. This has been your host, Danny, with the Economical Rise podcast. We're over here to serve you the grains of capitalism.